For most parents, seeing their children start secondary school is an exciting time. But for islanders on Inishturk, nine miles off the west coast of Ireland, going to secondary school is a very different story. Christopher is ready to go, but I don't know are we all ready to let him go. It's much harder for, for us here on the island on Sunday evening to stand on that pier and watch all the young ones leave. It's, uh, it's difficult. For decades, islanders on many of the islands off Ireland have had to leave home at 12 and 13 years of age to further their education. Many of the smaller islands simply don't have secondary schools. It's one of the toughest things a child will ever have to do. But it's also very painful for the parents and family left behind. Inishturk Island has a population of around 70 and with no secondary school, the youth of the island have to leave to attend boarding houses on the mainland. The things I think I miss most is my family and friends and, of course, my dog, Tyson. My name is Helena Gallagher. When I was 13 years old, I had to leave my island home of Aran Moor in County Donegal to attend boarding school in Milford, 40 miles from home. I still remember how tough it was for me to leave my family home, brothers, sister and mum behind. In many ways, it was the end of childhood innocence and a premature enforced move into adulthood. I'm going to Inish Turk to see if 30 years on it gets any easier for families being separated at such a young age. My name is Breach and my son Christopher is leaving uh, tomorrow for secondary school. For me, Christopher leaving is very hard as he's my firstborn. It's a big step in his life and I suppose it's a big step in my life to see him going as usually parents don't see their kids leaving home until they're 17 whereas we see our kids leaving here when they're 12 and 13. So in a way it's heart-wrenching. It's, it's, it's very hard. I suppose my biggest concern is that he'll, that he'll be happy. You know, I want him to be happy and not to be homesick and, you know, to fit in. And I know going out there he mixes well with kids. He has a lot of friends so... I'm not afraid in that sense that he won't make friends. It's just that he's happy himself and that he doesn't miss home too much. I don't think people which live on the mainland understand quite how hard it is for a parent or for a child in the sense that their kids leave home when they, if they choose to put them to boarding school, that's fine. But usually they just leave home at 17 and 18. So the... The bond is broken quite early in here in the sense that they have to leave at 12. You know, it's it's a young age for a child. So parents, I think, it would be a big shock to them on the mainland to have to do that with their kids. Whereas here, it's been the done thing since, since forever, in a sense. You've never had that choice. Breege is one of three families on the island who will be waving goodbye to their sons. When I had to leave home, I felt like I was going on an adventure. But it was tinged with feelings of sadness and I was lonely to be leaving my family behind. I wonder if these teenagers will feel the same. I'm Christopher Heenew, I'm from Minishark Island, and I am 13 years old. Uh, well, how I feel about moving from home and going to school in the mainland, I feel all right about it. It's just another step, not much will change, really. 
Christopher will be leaving his only brother, Nathan, who is ten. I'd be sad. And we miss him a lot. But I'll still ring him and talk to him. How do you think your mum will feel when he goes away? Oh, she'll cry for about three months. I think my mum will be very sad. And she'll probably cry a lot. Um, I brought it first where he's cool and he does a lot of stuff. He plays football with me, he goes on trampoline and he plays in the go-kart with me and my Xbox. I think we'll miss Patrick, Jeanette and Chris a lot because they helped us at stuff and they did a lot of stuff for us in school. Uh, they helped us draw pictures, they helped us with our art, they helped us do our work. And they used to find stuff on the computer for us when we couldn't find it. And they decorated the school for us for Christmas. And will you go down to wave Christopher off at the pier on, on Monday? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll probably play with him for a while and my taller pots, if we're lucky. And um, then I'll go down and wave him off and he'll have a good time at second school. I think Nathan is going to miss Christopher a lot, as in Nathan looks up to Christopher in ways, I suppose, they're together all the time. Christopher has always been there for Nathan. You know, he's going, so it's kind of, Nathan is kind of going on his own bat now. He has to figure out things for himself, and he'll obviously have contact with him through phone, mobile phone, and, you know, Skype and stuff like that, which the internet is great here, um, so you can Skype away and they see each other every day, but he'll miss him a lot. My nanny and granted, I'd say they'll find it hard at first, but because I'd be up visiting them a lot, but I'd say they'll be grand. Christopher's granny Mary he knew knows only too well how traumatic it is saying goodbye to the children. It's terrible, really. Um, it's just awful to have to see them going at that age. We sent six away already ourselves, and now it's hard to see the second cycle going again. But that's what they have to do. They have to leave here to get their education. And unfortunately, when they're educated at the moment, there's very little to bring them home because whatever career they follow, they have to stay on the mainland to pursue that. I've known that the two lads are sleeping with me this year from as early as I can remember. Best of friends. Myself and Patrick are going to Rice College and John Anthony is going to Lewisburg in Santa Maria. Patrick O'Toole will be living in a house on the mainland with his 15-year-old sister, Cathy. For their mother, Pauline, Patrick is the ninth and last of her children to leave for secondary school. Uh, well, naturally enough, for myself and my husband, naturally enough, it's going to be a huge change. Uh, but we're on saying that we're happy for Patrick. We cannot deprive him of his education. Uh, it's going to be much, much easier for, for us parting with Patrick because uh, Patrick, uh, we know that he has Cathy and that's going to make it much, much easier for Patrick and for us. Uh, when Michal, my oldest son, Michal started, he had to do it all on his own, you know. He had to just to the mainland, a bigger school and into a new family, you know, and there was no mobile phones that time and uh, the ways of uh, communication that time wasn't as good as it is today. My name is Patrick O'Toole and I'm 13 years old. I'm the youngest and I'm the last of the family to leave to go to the mainland. I don't mind too much, it's a big step, but um, you have to really, because you can't do anything really without going to school or anything like that. Bernard Hino's son, John Anthony, is the third of the three boys leaving the island this year. My son, John Anthony, 
He's 13 and he'll be going to Santa Maria uh, College in Lewisburg on Monday. We'll certainly miss him, like we'll miss the banter in the house and the noise, I suppose, and we'll miss him during the week. But uh, we're looking forward to him coming back on the Friday evening again for the two nights. I'm Janatney and I'm 13. It's a bit weird, you know, going from a small place like this to something so large like that, you know. I'm going to miss mum and dad and, you know, them being able to look, around, look after me and, you know, being around me, making dinner for me and things like that. How do you think it'll be for them when you leave? I think they'll be upset. I think they'll be worried about where I am and where I'll be and who I'm hanging around with. And if there's bad people on the premises or around us, well, I think that. I'll miss most about, you know, having your own house instead of going to somewhere else and, you know, having someone to pick you up at school and things like that. You know, just little things. On the Friday night before the three boys leave, Christopher is at a get-together taking place on the island. We're at the local community centre now and there is a raffle and there is a fundraiser for the football pitch and there's a barbecue. There's roughly around 40 to 50 people there. There's kind of good atmosphere in it and there's a DJ in the first side playing music. I am hauling lobster pots in the morning and I maybe go for a game of football after that and probably come up here for a game of pool or something. 71725, a green ticket on the far side. Yeah, Ellie, you pulled your own ticket. <laughs> when you're brought up on an island, it's a different way of life. Somehow your home and community is even more important, which makes leaving even harder. It's a truly unique upbringing, and that's why it's so difficult to say goodbye and leave your family, friends and your safe haven behind. Inish Turk Island is three miles by five. It's an absolutely fantastic place. It's um, peaceful, quiet. You know, some people say that some islands are very commercialised. Here is not. Inish Turk still has its island features. People want to get away from all the hustle and bustle. Inish Turk really is the place to come for that. There's nothing too high and mighty about it. It's it's plain sailing all the way, really. It's It's a perfect place for anybody, especially for kids. What's it like going off on an island? It's it's great. You have a lot more freedom than you would have in a town. You, you're able to like run across the roads whenever you want and you've no worry of being run down by a car anytime soon. Of course you do. You wouldn't get as much of an opportunity as you would in the mainland, but there's lots of other things that you can entertain yourself with. At the weekends, you can meet up with everyone and play football. You can go to the club and play pool. Or there's a new pitch that has been recently done up, so you can go there and play football as well. There's lots to do really, like you can go fishing or whatever. Like whatever so you're into, walking. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Swimming, yeah. There's so much to do really. Um, there's, there's a pub and there's shops, library. There's a development office and there's a post office. There's computers as well in there you can play in. There's a library and stuff as well, so... It's sad for these families to say goodbye to Patrick, John Anthony and Christopher. But it was even harder in the past, before the times of the internet and big boats. I went to a strict convent boarding school. 
I only got to phone home once a week and would also send letters. But technological advances means it's easier now to keep in touch with home. When my older children went away, as I said, they stayed on the mainland for the whole term, the first three, and they came home Halloween if they were lucky, if the weather permitted, they came home for Christmas and then Easter and um, summer. Christmas to Easter always seemed to be an extremely long term. That was so difficult, but then uh, the, the after the third one, the rest of them, they started to come home then on a Friday evening because... Um, the mode of transport was better, the boats were bigger and uh, they were able to travel in worse weather. So they always, they got home then every Friday evening and that was like a new lease of life really to us because um, when they'd go out on a Sunday it wasn't as hard, they wouldn't be there for months and you'd be looking, once Tuesday would come, you'd be looking forward to them coming home again on a Friday. So it, it made life much easier. Certainly from we went, it was a big change to know so. We were used to doing our jobs around the house, whereas the kids today wouldn't have as much uh, jobs as such to do. They're more into their games and things. So it was a big change for us to go into a, a confined uh, place and instead of the freedom we had on the island. You know, so it was much diff more difficult then. Uh, communication at the time wasn't great either. Uh, there would have been no public telephone or mobiles uh, to make contact with home more than likely would have been by letter. So uh, uh, the response could be slow sometimes. And uh, uh, certainly phone calls wasn't, there was no such thing as a phone call, you know. So uh, at least today you can send a text within a couple of seconds and you'll get a response back. So. I'll have no fear, and at least if John Ante has a question, he can pose it straight away, you know, so much easier for him. The mainland's bigger schools and the large number of pupils in each class will be a huge change for the boys. The primary school in Inishtark, it's right, it's small enough, and... There, up until two years ago, there was three teachers, but now there's two teachers. And last year, there was six students attending, and now this year, there's only three. Well, I'm going to a school called Rice College, and there is 110 first-years uh, entrance school this year, and there is 520 altogether, I think. Um, I think it'll be definitely a lot stricter there, because, uh, being that there was only six or seven in the school last year. Um, I think that it'll be a big train from 520 students to six. On the induction day, it was really fun. We got to meet all loads of people and we got to do woodwork and we got to um, see all the science labs, do a bit of tech graph and, you know, it was really neat seeing all these new subjects and equipment. Well, I thought it'd be kind of like the school here, but a bit bigger. You know, I wasn't expecting so much people and things like that, you know. Going to a class of three to a class of 31. And what do you think that'll be like? I think it'll be good, like... Yeah. And what's the atmosphere like in the new school? It's great, you know, you fit right into it, yeah. Well, I'd say there'll be, you know, lots of things to do, loads of shops, like we only have the one here, so that'll be handy. <laughs> 
dad be giving me advice about you know stay around people that you know and don't go in cares or anything like that. Uh, this is my last night. I'm kind of staying with my family and we're talking and just enjoying the time we have. As John Anthony enjoys his last night with his mum and dad, the O'Toole family are getting ready for Patrick's departure. I'm staying with a family from Westport and they're nice and they, um, my few of my family have stayed there before. Um, my sister will like it this year because I'll be in the same house with her because she was two years on her own in that house, so it'll be I'll be good company to her. She could show me around that, and like it's not so bad. And there's two, could be lonelier if you're on your own. Um, I'm Cathy O'Toole. I'm 15. Um, I'll be looking after Patrick. Well, like I'll be kind of looking out for him, and if he's whatever sad or any evening, like I can, like I'll be there for him and just to help him. And if he needs any help at home or anything like that, like I can help him and even going home like at the weekends if we don't get home like this we can do stuff together like you know it won't be, won't be that bad for him. The people that Cathy are staying with at the moment they are good people you know they're very good caring people and that's great and that makes it much easier for us out here on Inishtark on an island and you know that your family kind of come into you in the evening and to think that there's somebody caring and kind to them and looking out for them that makes it much much easier for us and it also makes it much easier for the child themselves. I'm pleased that he's that he's going to a bigger school because uh, by him going to a bigger school, he'll be interacting with other kids, and that's very very important. The kids, the school at home was lovely, and the the kids got on so so well. But uh, it's very important that they move on, and uh, you know that they're interacting, and doing lots lots more things. You know, at, especially at that age. I think, uh, you know, it'll take him a while to settle in, you know, naturally enough. We can't expect him straight away, you know, to like the mainland. Although now when he went in for his first day, I was with him and I collected him from school and I just couldn't believe it. I came away so happy because the expression on his face, he was just so happy. And then we went for a, a bite to eat and he ate so well. So I knew well if Patrick was upset or anything that he wouldn't be able to eat a full meal. It's great to think that we have that, that start made, you know. I remember going to my induction day with my mum and being so excited about starting boarding school. But it soon wore off when the realisation hit home that this was going to be my life for the next five years. The nuns were never going to take the place of my mother and in my experience seemed to be less understanding towards island people. My emotions, I try and hide them from Christopher. I have said with Christopher going to school, I don't want people to be sad in front of him because he picks up on emotions and he, if he sees them being sad, he'll be sad. So I don't want people to be sad. I want them to be happy for him. I want them to say, well, you're going to do brilliant and you're going to so enjoy it. Not to bring sadness to it. Obviously inside our hearts will be breaking for that. But he is so lucky about what's ahead of him. My family, he's going to live with are the best in the world. My sisters live there. My brother is there, you know, he's going to move in with my brother and his wife and their little boy. It's home away from home, so no emotions can be sad. There can't be any sadness. Breege is trying to hold her emotions and I can only imagine what it was like for my mum. I was excited and nervous about leaving, but I never considered how she felt. It must have been so difficult for her, yet she protected me, never revealing her true emotions. 
I will communicate with Christopher probably, if I got my way, 24-7 every day. Um, but he won't have that. And I wouldn't put it upon him either. So I probably will talk to Christopher maybe once a day. But the great thing about it is we Skype. We can Skype. He, I can see him every day. It's not like years ago when I went away, my parents didn't see me maybe for months at a time. When the weather was bad, you had no way of coming home. Now you see them every day. They're home on a Friday. It's, you know, you're, they're not with you, but they're, they're still with you in a sense. Christopher's mom, Breach, who is my daughter, um, she'll, she'll cope with him going. Um, she'll get used to it after a couple of weeks because she doesn't have a choice, really. Uh, in order for him to get an education, he has to go out there. And uh, she'll miss him, and his brother Nathan will miss him. Christopher is staying with his aunt and uncle. Patrick is lucky to have the company of his sister, but for John Anthony, it's a totally different experience. Bit upsetting, you know, leaving your home and stuff. We have like a boarding house to stay in, um, where I'm staying with a lady called Annette Hennessy, and um, be just me and her, so that's good. Well, it's gonna be odd, you know. You see your friends going to different schools than you, and you're, you know, you have to meet new people and things like that. They'll be coming home every Friday, uh, hopefully. Weather, weather permitting, and it's a great feeling. My God, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah, you know, it's worth it all. Then you know, because it's it really is a great feeling. Looking forward to them coming, and you know, having making down the big fire and having the dinner ready for them, and sitting around the fire then and chatting. You know, it's great. When I went to boarding school, we got home every two weeks, weather permitting. I remember vividly how excited I was when the bus pulled up outside the convent door on a Friday. Then arriving in Burdenport and jumping onto the half-decker boat that was taking me home. It's the same feeling for Patrick's sister, Cathy. Friday's really good because, like, you pack your bag, like, first evening and you're ready to go then for Friday. And Friday's really nice because normally, like, the day goes quick enough and then when you finish school, you're on the bus home and then you get home, like, and you have the free weekend then, like, you don't have to be worrying about going till Sunday. So it's actually a really nice feeling going home to Friday evenings. Sunday's kind of different because you get up in the morning and you have to pack and your stuff has been washed, like, your clothes and that. And then you're kind of... Sunday's not enjoyable because you're thinking about going, like, for the whole day and it's kind of... Um, Sometimes it's fine, but even if the weather is bad or whatever, you kind of just think it's a hassle of having to go and everything. But, like, it's fine then once you get out and you're kind of glad you came out then and, you know, it's fine. On Sunday, like, some days on Sunday, you'd, like, really hope for the weather to be bad so you wouldn't have to go, like, but then that normally doesn't happen. It's only when you kind of don't want it to be bad, it will be bad, like, so kind of disagreeable sometimes. Or during the summer then when they all arrive home for holidays, sure, it's like a different place. The place would be buzzing with the youngsters around. You'd see them going off to the beach or off playing football or off fishing or whatever they want to do. You can let them out the door and you don't have to worry about them. You know where they are at all times and who they're with. And there's no worry, really. You know, it's so safe. Evelyn, thank you so much. This is Tuberty until 11. With the decline in the population, Inishturk Island is struggling to survive, leading to desperate measures. There is a school in Ireland that has a pupil-teacher ratio that would make most parents' eyes water. It's on Inish Turk, a little island off the coast of Mayo. Mary Heaney is the development officer there. 
the school is populated by how many students? Three students at the moment, Ryan. What ages? Uh, Nathan is 10 and he's in fourth class. Ryan is seven, he's first class. And Caitlin will be six next month and she's in senior England. How many teachers? One teacher. How are you coping with this? I suppose the children are coping fine because they're back to school and they all get on well and they're happy enough. But it's a bit worrying, really, because there's only the three children in the school and there's no more to go here on the island, Ryan. Oh, right. And how many people live on the island? There's 68. So what now? What now? Well, we've put the plea out there, Ryan, to to, to invite families over to the island and um, see if there'd be anybody out there that would be uh, willing to come and settle on Inish Turk. You want to repopulate the island? Repopulate the island, yes. And in an island situation, education, I think, is... Uh, is the death knell to the island because a lot of these kids now they go away and they don't return. Ninety percent of them go on to third level, and they're they're very high achievers. You know we have over the last number of years we have had doctors, uh, engineers, teachers, nurses, so they're all very high achievers when they go to the mainland. I guess they figure that um, the opportunities that they actually get they take it at a very young age and they. They're driven. They're they're high achievers when they leave. No, it's unreal. The island population has fallen um, a lot in the last ten years. It you know I remember growing up here, population of close I suppose to a hundred. You know now the population is probably half that. You know it's probably down well close enough to half is sixty. You know, it's sad in a sense because I'd like to see more young families living here. But the biggest problem is work. You know, all of these kids have gone off and got degrees and, you know, jobs and whatever. We need something to bring them back to that, you know. There's a great concern here. Like, my fear, I suppose, this year, you know, was will they keep the school open because there's only three kids going into the school this September? Um, What are we going to do to keep that school open? If we lose the school, the, the population is very low. There's not a lot of young people here. There's not. There's no young kids to be going into that school. What are we going to do? We need an influx of people to come here. We need people to want to live on Innistrak. There's so many good things for them to come here and live here. I worry that, you know, in 10 years' time, who's going to be here? Where is our island gone in that sense? The teenagers themselves worry that they may never be able to come back to live on the island. For the future, like this, you kind of think by the time we're finished college and school and that there mightn't be that much, like, mightn't be that many people left here or whatever. So, no, I don't think you'd live here. Like, it's, it's a lovely place and we'd love it, like, and it's always be your home, like, but you couldn't relate. There'd be nothing keeping you here, really. It was, you'd probably live on the mainland and you'd visit at the weekends or holidays or whatever, but, um, no, there's not, there's not many jobs to keep you here, really. So, it would be kind of, it'd be difficult like that. And um, it doesn't like there'll always be people here, I'm sure, but like there might it'll be an older generation, like because it's kind of the the like the bigger amount of the population of are older, like they're kind of aging now. So there's not much, there's not really that many young people left. It's his last day on Inish Turk, and Christopher is doing what he loves best, going fishing with his granddad. Okay, we're here at the pier in Inishkirk and we're just going fishing now in the morning at uh, half eight and we should be back later on. 
And I go fishing with my uncle Martin and my granddad. It's my last day fishing now before I go away tomorrow and make the best one now before I leave. Yeah, we're going out in a Holmatic fishing boat, which is about 37 foot. Um, it's green. Uh, does about seven knots. So, shouldn't take us too long. Uh, we should be hoping for some cray and lobster. Uh, we've travelled out now and we've hauled the nits and we've uh, got crabs and cray and lobster and sea urchins and lots of other things. Uh, I have a crab in my hand now, I'm trying to get out, it's no use, no value in it. Yeah, what we're doing now is we're just cleaning the net for all the stuff that we don't need and we'll throw it away. Did you get a feed for the dinner? Oh yeah, got a feed for the dinner, right. Just heading back into port now and we've uh, caught lots. A bit too much actually. Um, but it'll all be used. Oh, it's a lovely day, uh, nice and sunny. Small bit of a breeze, but it'll do. it's fine. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Are you excited? Or? Oh, yeah. Excited. Probably be a, a bit lonesome of home, but I'd be grand. Pauline and Bernard Hinew are spending their last day with their son, John Anthony. It makes me think about my mum and how she felt the day before I left. I wonder how John Anthony's parents would feel after they've dropped him off at his boarding house. Don't know yet, I suppose, but uh, when we'll sit down, it'll probably hit us at some stage. You know, so uh, uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we'll come to it. Well, he's, he's anxious, uh, he's, he's looking forward to going at the moment, but uh, we're advising him on different things. But uh, I think he'll realise it's certainly different to Nash School when you go th get there, so... Uh, we try and prepare him the best way we can, you know, so uh, hopefully he's taken in a bit of it. As John Anthony, Patrick and Christopher enjoy their last day of fun on Inish Turk, I catch up with Breach. Right now I am trying to sort Christopher's clothes out and get all his stuff packed, ready for his journey. As he's been away all day, he's been fishing with my dad since about seven this morning and he's now back for a shower and he'll probably be back in five minutes bossing me and telling me what not to put in the bag as I seem to have everything belonging to him on the bed ready to put in the bag <laughs> but um yeah sad at the moment now having to do all of this but it's it has to be done and he's so looking forward to it so smiles all around for him but um have to get all his clothes ready as his room is a real boy's room and he has all his bits and pieces around the place that he'll want to kind of have with him when he goes and make his own little space in his new home, well his second home that he's going to have for the next five years. So um, just to try and make it as much a home away from home as we possibly can and to make him feel as happy as he possibly can on the mainland because he's going to have to adapt to it. So we're going to try and make it as easy as possible for him. And um, take all his games and 
things that will keep him occupied when he's when he's a little bit sad and looking to want something from home. He's going to have it. I'll try and put as much things as I know he loves with him on his football gear and his CDs and his games for his Wii and stuff like that. So, you know, I suppose he spent his day to day with his granddad or his gaga, as he likes to call him. You know, it's what he wants to do today. So he's happy. At, he's most he's at his happiest when he's with him doing his fishing and doing his his everyday things that dad has always taught him to do because you know he's a dad is a wonderful role model for him so him having his last day at home he's had it at what he's loved all his life at his fishing and his little hobbies and so there's an emotional man gone up the road knowing he has kind of had his last day of Christopher fishing with until he gets his holidays and stuff like that so and what are you going to do in the last night Tonight we're going to probably spend the last night together here at home, maybe go for a game of pool with them and hang out with them and, you know, probably cook his favourite foods or something like that for tonight and as we usually like to do on kind of a Sunday evening, put on a big fire, even though it's meant to be summer, we haven't really got one of them, so put a big fire on and I think I'll let him hog the TV for tonight and I'm not going to give in and say, I'm not going to not give in, but uh, I'm going to let him have his time tonight to do what he wants. And how are you feeling today? I feel today very sad, you know. Um, you know, he's saying goodbye. <laughs> it's a bittersweet pull that takes these island children from their families and community at such a young age. But there's also a positive to be gained from this. I suppose hard for me, but uh, the toughest uh, thing for him is uh, he has to grow up at the age of 13, whereas his counterparts on the mainland don't uh, leave home until they're 18, or maybe not even leave home at 18, whereas the children on the island, they're, uh, they leave home at 13 and they... To get on with life, you know. We don't want to show, you know, in front of Patrick, you know, that we're going to be lonesome because you feel if you do that, that Patrick is going to, is going to make it much harder for Patrick. So you don't want to show that you'll be lonely. Naturally enough, you feel lonely, but you have to be strong. But then again, show, my God, we're so used to it at this stage, you know. Uh, this is the ninth, ninth one, night the ninth one of them, and so um, you know we're so used to it at this stage. You know it kind of com it comes natural to uh, to us at this stage. But on saying that, leaving home, there's an awful lot of good things about it too. I know they have to adjust to the mainland, new school and uh, a new home. But on saying all that, you know they grow up at such a young. A young age and able to defend for themselves and be able to look, you know, they get so much money to do them for the week, and you know they're able to when they, you know, to be able to budget and all that, and when they go to third level, they're well capable. It's no big deal to them then when they go to third level because they have that adjusting done at a very young age, of twelve and thirteen years of age, it makes them much stronger people. It's Sunday. 
John Anthony is at the pier with his mum and dad. His luggage and school bag at his side. Islanders have gathered at the pier to wave him off as he starts his new life at secondary school on the mainland. Um, that's the ferry coming in now. And we're leaving today. Going away to secondary school. Bit nervous. Hope it'll be okay. Me and Dad and uh, Mom are going away to. Um, we're going away the day before, so we're going to the house and just see what it's like. And um, we're going to the Patron in uh, Marisk, you know, just to see. Uh, Dad wants to fire around with him. The, the, pier, the, the pier here on Inishturk on a Sunday evening, I think, is the saddest place you could be from September to, well, not so much to May, but from September until March. Once the days start to get longer, it's easier. But um, to see the children go in September back to school and to think, well, that's it now for the winter, that's, it's not an easy task. Christopher is ready to go, but I don't know are we all ready to let him go. It's much harder for for us here on the island on Sunday evening to stand on that pier and watch all the young ones leave. It's uh, it's difficult. It's hard to see the kids leaving. It's hard to see John Anthony and Patrick leaving, not alone my own child, but it's hard to see them going. You know, they've all they were all born at the same time. They've done everything together all their lives. To see them leaving now, it's a great step for them. It, they're happy. But it's hard to see that, you know, they're not there anymore, you don't see them every day. You can't have kind of the interaction with them you would have every day. You know, that's hard. But to letting Christopher go, I suppose, you know, it's a it's a big change for me. You know, he's leaving. It's it's you know, it's a big step for him, but it's it's a big step for me too to see him leaving, you know. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.